Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. It's Wednesday, and we're back! Yes! yes. Hey, Jerry, we're don't excited for once. Yes! He is, because because yes. if you weren't here on Monday, you missed an amazing interview with uh, Dan Farr with Solid Comic Con and Fan X. we're clearly, like, best friends now. Like, let's go shoot the pub right now and get a beer with Dan Farr. Hey, he was yes. totally super, good. like, he was oh, super no, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah he was. Cool. Um, so, for those of you, we're just going to throw it out there. If you are have not gone to Comic Con or Fan X here in Salt Lake... You know, and you're do in it. the yeah, area you <laughs> where you live here. Go do it. Go check it out. Uh, it's going to be lots of fun. You can see some celebrities. You can get some really cool artwork. I've seen I mean, there's tons who of stuff. Aren't even that big of nerds go and they're like, that was pretty rad. Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, guys. you know, at least give it, cool. it a shot. Be like, well, I can't afford to go because honestly, as someone who makes constant Wendy's runs. Um, it's just one day, giving up one day of fast food. That's literally what the price is. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, there, there, they, there's a lot of giveaways where they give away tickets. Um, there's a lot of possibilities. You can get tickets for free. Yeah. Um, but if true. not, it's still not as it's expensive like as most conventions. It's yes. your local yes. conventions and buy a ticket. Yes. If you win one, then sell that one. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there are plenty <clears throat> yeah. of people. If you love Doctor Who, there's people there for that. If you love Star Trek, there's people for that. Um, if you are into vampires and werewolves, there's people for that, for crying or out loud. You got three boys and insane. Exactly. For that too. And if you still have SpongeBob after 15 years. SpongeBob, the Animaniacs are going to be there again. I mean, there's so much stuff. That I got to meet the latest Ash Ketchum, too. Yes, X-Files. Uh, that is crazy. And Kate, Kate Beckinsale, like, who doesn't mm. love her? Who doesn't mm. want to be her? Who doesn't yes. want to go home with her? Yeah, I, I have a buddy. They, <laughs> she is on his list, so I'm just wondering if he's trying to talk his wife into let, letting Whoa. her let maybe him go. Well, yeah. but maybe there's <laughs> but someone maybe there on her I know, list. I know, I know. Maybe there's someone there on her list. So, no, 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 know. no. I'm, t- t- I'm teasing on that one. Yeah, Le- yeah. dude. Who <laughs> doesn't love reading Rainbow? Uh, uh, I saw that. And I'm like, I have to interview him just to talk about hey, reading but, Rainbow. So that's what I know him from. But was he in Star Trek? He was Jordy LaForge in yeah, Next okay. Generation. Yeah. The guy with the the, <laughs> like I, the, the visor, the the barrette. Or yeah, or, or the racist Pfizer in, uh, yeah, in Family Guy. Guy. Okay, so yeah. that's okay. That's what when I heard that name, I'm like, wait, that's reading Rainbow. But then I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> who so. doesn't love reading Rainbow? Exactly. Like, yeah. So we've got some really cool stuff, things we want to talk about. Uh, you know, Friday show we talked a lot about the Civil War trailer. And so. how Spider Man's new costume and still sucks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we've got some really cool things. Uh, so let's talk Star Wars Rebels. Nah, I don't feel up to it. You today. don't feel like it. Nah, All right. Star Wars. What's a I mean, Rebels? 
Yay, let's really? talk about something else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so Rebels! Like, <laughs> I read stuff all the time about Rebels, and people are like, uh, it's not the movie, so I don't consider it canon. I'm like, it is. It is canon. Rebels is canon. You just ignore this part of the story. No, Rebels is canon. This is why we keep freaking out like crazy about Rebels, because every single episode that drops, it's like, yeah, we have a little more canon here and a little more canon there. Yes. I mean, you guys saw the last episode, maybe a couple episodes ago, where he talks to Yoda, and Yoda specifically tells him, you have to go to Malachor. Which, for those of you that don't know... That is from KOTOR. That is where the, uh, the Mandalorian General. War ended. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. Where and, Darth Revan, Revan prominently was battling. Yes. Like, it's huge to hear And it was that. the Shadow Generator he enabled, isn't yeah, it? The yeah, the Shadow Generator, yeah, which just, also conceived Darth Nihilus. Yes. So it's like, it's a really, really huge part of the Knights it, of the Republic It is. Era, it's a huge point. It it's a, a huge thing. And I, I heard he, Yoda say that, and I'm like, ah! oh my gosh. All of our all of our dreams have come well, true. And that was really cool. But then after they and then they went and explained it right afterwards, and that was even better. So you didn't get an opportunity to talk about this last time because we we're trying to be spoiler free. But I guess yes. we threw that out the window today. Yes, you it's out the window. saw an episode <laughs> that you really identified with, and you it just made your heart sink. You were all in on Rebels in that moment. What was that episode? It was about? that on the moon with uh, yeah, yeah. G- Genosis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good Genesis episode. Moon. That really was. But, um, yeah, why don't you give a, an overlay, a little synopsis? A little so synopsis it, it looks it. like that uh, the rebels or our heroes are orbiting the planet Geonosis and yes. are being explained that the Geonosians are all dead. And, yes. Or maybe it was a little bit later they explained that. But um, they end up getting in a firefight with the Imperials and Zeb and um, what was his name? Uh, the captain. Um, uh, captain, not Kale. Captain. Uh, can't remember his name. What the crap? I no. know. This is like completely That's explained. I All I know is he's synopsis. got the ma- he's got like Neff man chops going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know who Neff is, but it's a friend of ours who yes. looks exactly, exactly the like same. Him. Yes. Anyway, so they get stranded on the ice moon orbiting Geonosis. And in this moment, they have to either decide, do we continue killing each other or do we work together to, yeah. stay, to stay alive? Yeah, well, I Callus, mean, right? Th- no. Yeah, I think it's Callus. Yeah. I mean, this it was a great episode for for many reasons. One, we find out the Geonosians are gone. I mean, completely wiped out. They were very prominent during the Clone Wars, and now why are they gone? I mean, it, it only is conceivable that the Empire, you know, the Emperor ordered them completely annihilated because, well, they helped Death design Star. the Death Star. But the really Callus, his name's Callus. The really cool thing about this episode was Callus started kind of questioning things. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was so focused and you know t- kind of tunnel visioned on this is the this is the Empire, blah 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 blah. And I now have my he's orders. yeah, I have yeah. my orders. And then after being with Zeb, you kind of feel like there's kind of a respect there now. Yeah. Well, Zeb and, was was very like not okay with the situation yeah. too. He wanted to shoot him in oh, the he face. Did. But, he did. But he had he had such an amazing restraint. For me this episode it was so much more than Star Wars Rebels. It was it was finally getting to see character development between two people that I was very unexpected for mm-hmm. me. Um Agent Callus I never really thought nor thought I would want to see any kind of character development from him. And he, uh, in 30 minutes, was able to change a year's worth of thoughts about him. Well, he's been kind and, of the predominant jerk in, right. in the series. And now you're like, wait a minute, well, this is a, it a, was guy, a decent he, guy. When he was totally fine with blowing up uh, the female agent, yeah. I can't remember her name. But anyway, um, and you kind of labeled him as a heartless person because mm-hmm. I felt like the two of them... 
kind of had a mutual respect for each other, a partnership. Um, and he just, he didn't even blink when he blew her up. And so for me, it was kind of like, this guy's, you know, he's kind of an a-hole. I don't like him. He's a jerk. And then we got to see his side of the story. And it's such, it's such a beautiful reminder of not just, you know, it's not just about rebels. It's just about there being two sides of a story. That you can, that's the whole point of Disney's big throw out mm-hmm. with the anti-hero again, is as long as you think that you are doing something right, you're a hero in your own yeah. mind. Well, uh, this is what I really, I, I pulled from it, is, you know, he's just a guy that's, he's on the side he believes is right, right. and if he screws up, he will be force choked to death, right. or killed. I mean, literally, so it's a, either you kind of look like the cold, heartless person and continue to survive, or you grow a moral conscience well, and, and bail and hope that you can get away from the Empire. And so he's kind of stuck in that middle, it seems like, where, you know, you, and that, I, that was really cool, that moment with Zeb where he explains how he got the weapon, you know. Right. And Ze- I think that's where Zeb kind of got, okay, hey, I had some little bit of respect right. for you know, him. This is a part of Rebels that I really see throwing back to the Clone Wars in the way that Dan Filoni likes to... to Dave Filoni? Yeah, Dave Filoni. What did I say? Dan. Dan. Oh, sorry. Dave Filoni. Dan Farr, it's cool. We get it. We just got done with you, boy. But uh, Dave Filoni, um, he has such a unique way of taking existing characters and adding depth and adding, you know, uh, just so much to something that we're already familiar with. And we see that several times with the clones in uh, Clone Wars where they question, Mm -hmm. like, what if what we're doing isn't the right thing? Or what if we have been giving up our independence this whole time when we are living human beings? We have decisions that we get to make on our own and they they make themselves individuals. You see the same thing kind of happening in Rebels where they're giving the Imperials, you know, human minds and consciousness and I can totally understand Callus's point of view because it's it's slaughter, it's manslaughter, yeah. and we see that again in the Force Awakens with Finn, and it's it's a very common thing, even though we don't see it a lot. It's now starting to come into fruition, and I really love that conflict in the character well, where they step back yeah. and say, "Is this really what I want?" The difference between Callus and Finn is, I feel like Finn has kind of kind of always had that kind of personality, but I think with Callus. What happens, and it happens in life and with humans, and if you're away, if you're in the cold for so long, you start to forget what the warmth feels yeah. like. And he had been in the cold with the Empire for so long that he forgot, with the with the people there, he forgot the warmth of friendship. He forgot the warmth of doing something for someone because you care about them and not yeah. because you have orders to do so. And that really spoke to me when he, after he gets rescued and yeah. he walks onto the ship... And he's, he, limping. he's still looking for he's, that emotional he's, connection. Yeah. He's limping and injured, and he's walking around. And no, people, one, and no one pays attention yeah. to him No one cares. Yeah. No, yeah. no one cares that he's back and he almost died. No one says, oh, glad to have you back. You know, there's absolutely no human yeah. connection. And he got to feel one for the first time. And what does he do? What does he do with that object? They, they find it. they find this little... A glowing uh, rock. Glowing yeah. rock that, that provides some warmth on the ice And planet. light, yeah. And uh, Zeb gives it to him. To keep him alive. And in the end of the episode, what does he do with that rock? He keeps it and he puts it on his shelf. And I think it's a symbol of the piece of just the warmth, that Mm -hmm. little piece of warmth that was brought back to him. And he wants to keep it. Unfortunately, he has to keep it on a shelf 
kind of hidden. It doesn't yeah. have a place. Yeah. But how cool is that symbolism? It was beautiful. Well, no, cool it, it's just really cool. And this is what I really love about Clone Wars and Rebels is it uh, expands on these characters. So, you know, when we're watching the movie, stormtroopers are cold. You know, they're black and white. They're, right. There's no warmth or anything. The clones. And, yeah. And the clones were the same way. But through Clone Wars, the, you know, the, the series, we got to see personality. We got to see that internal struggle. Right. We got to see conflict. Right, where do we fit in the world and stuff like that, which is I'm really sure cool. I'm sure the same way, too. Like, now when I watch the prequels, I mm-hmm. give a damn. Yeah, about no, the, about the clones and about it, another character, even Yoda. Yeah. Yoda has such an amazing character buildup yes. in the Clone Wars, which I didn't think was possible, but mm-hmm. they did it, and yeah. they did it beautifully. Well, and I think, honestly, when you think about Clone Wars and all of the depth that you're talking about getting, it's not black and white. I think they did a really good job pulling that into The Force Awakens. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you are getting to see another side of the Stormtroopers. You are getting to see right. another side of the you know the dark side when you have kylo ren struggling you know internally and well see and i think we saw that struggle with the the new stormtroopers yeah that we that same internal conflict we saw with kylo because you know this is the first time we've actually seen passionate stormtroopers you know we first with personality of any kind. yeah i mean first we see even the one traitor traitor well yeah that's that's who... what I'm, I'm coming up with because first we see finn kind of questioning his reality kind of what the heck where people are dying around him he's really unsure and then we come you know bounce along and then you see the guy that yells traitor i mean he is furious i mean that was beautiful seeing that I mean, we saw some passion where otherwise even kylo ren saying the same thing yeah. to him you yeah. know what i mean like it's so yeah. hurt you know, and, and I liked seeing that in there. It wasn't very cold. And I think that's because the Empire is gone. So it's kind of that that's crumbled away. People are now feeling passionate because they're not afraid. There's no not that fear. Um, but again, with the series, you know, we're getting to see these things that we don't get to see in the movies. You know, Anakin's, you know, we see Anakin in one, two, and three, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, two and three, like, what the crap? So, I hated I, him. Yeah. I hated Anakin Skywalker yes. with a burning passion yes. until I saw the Clone Wars. His character has so much more oh depth my gosh. And, yeah. and emotion than anything. It's between watching a movie it is. and reading a book. It is. And oh, man. Well, you know that I you, love Anakin. You can now, now see why in three he Dips to the dark side. Yes, because of the, all the of up. the events that build up through the, the TV Gosh, series. I wish you they have... could have brought Ahsoka in on the, you know, what in I the mean? movies. In the movies, yeah. because like it's so it's such an important thing. It's such a powerful. You know, thing. Jess hasn't finished the series uh, yet, but while I was editing I'm... one of our videos mm-hmm. for the Clone Wars, she saw one of the I saw scenes. The story and like it she was, teared up. Yeah. yeah it no, I'm very I, emotional. You know, as much as it would have been cool to see Ahsoka in there, I'm really glad she wasn't because now she's in Rebels, Rebels and, and we're so getting we're getting a much better story arc out of her. Which is still tied into the Clone Wars, you know, especially with what's going on right now. I mean, that last episode where she's sitting there and we see kind of the Force oh, vision Vader. of Vader and Anakin, oh. and she—you can see much, the yeah. tears welling in her because eyes. Because she didn't know at that point no. that Anakin had turned into Darth. No, Vader. she didn't know. Finding out, she, she probably suspected, well, but now having it be confirmed for the first time well, in her mind, the way that see Leia it. suspected yeah. that she was uh, Luke's brother or Luke's Luke's sister. sister. No, no, I, I think you know what the, the first episode of the season where they're flying and he's like the apprentice and she's like the ma- master and, you know, yeah, she, she kind of got that it, spark yeah. and then she had this conflict going and then that moment she's like it was powerful you know, because she didn't know what happened to Anakin you know yeah. she just got he got wiped out with the rest of the Jedi and it's like they're talking again yeah. for the first time in, for, in forever in yeah. that episode where and, he's literally saying like why did you leave do you know yeah. what happened do you, you know, know now the happened? question my, the oh. question in my mind is was that just 
something that came about, or was he really talking to her I think through that's the force? The ultimate question uh, in that episode. Yeah, because be- every, everyone talking to everybody in that episode, mm-hmm. it's very unclear whether or not it was the force and actual beings mm-hmm. talking to them yes. through the force, or if it was just something that their mind needed to hear yeah. in order to progress. Because we've got Yoda talking to uh, to Ezra, uh, to Ezra, and appearing to Ahsoka, which yes. is really big. And then we also have Vader to Ahsoka, but I think the biggest one, and we'll get to the actual breakdown of this yeah. spoiler in a second, was the Inquisitor, which is an... Am- I can't okay. even begin so, to, so to that, break that down. So, so the whole scene um, where uh, Kanan goes Kanan. in, Kanan, goes in, and then it's the Jedi the Dojo, Jedi dojo yeah. and you have this you know, Jedi Temple, Temple Guard, Guard just sitting there and talking and saying, you know, the darkness in Ezra is too much. He yeah. has to be destroyed. destroyed. And then and he, Kanan. and Kanan goes up and fights them and goes against them. And it eventually comes on. There's three of them. And he's like, no, I, he won't follow the dark side because I'm going to train him and I will make but, sure he but doesn't. He does accept it at one point. He's like, you know what? It's his path. Yeah. And I can only do so much for yeah. him. And then it's up to him. And then he kind of gives up and the, the, the temple guard is about to slay him down. Yeah. And then this amazing thing happens. Yes. The, the Jedi temple guard brings his blade down. And when you think he's about to get killed, mm-hmm. the blade stops and goes over one shoulder and then the other shoulder mm-hmm. and the Jedi temple guard knights him. Officially. Well, at, at that point he had, he was not a Jedi knight. Mm-mm. And so nope. he is officially at that point. It's like he has reached a pinnacle and because of how he reacted in that. And they, it's like, okay, you are a Jedi knight. You know, in that moment, I like I teared up. I was like, "Wow, he literally has been working his whole life at not knowing what he was, his identity as a Jedi, and now he finally has that." And I'm sure, kind of feeling like there wasn't anybody left to give him the. Well, there wasn't. It was in his mind. I mean, they they talked to Yoda, but Mm -hmm. they didn't know where he was, and to to be given that, and then when you know the temple guard takes the mask off by the person you killed, and then it's the Inquisitor. You know, from season one. I mean, how weird is that? So but yeah, the, the same... Jedi Temple guard takes off his yeah. mask, and we do we see the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Is that his name? Yes. What in the world is going on? He says something. Um, you are now what I once was, a yes. Jedi Knight of the Council, and it's this huge, big moment. But there's no time to dissect it because the temple is coming down because yeah. the other Inquisitors are outside bringing the temple yes. down, and he's just basically like, "Get out of here! I'm going to give you enough time to escape." So Kanan doesn't have enough time to ask the question, "What the hell? Why? What? Yeah, what is going on?" Yeah, and eventually the Inquisitors come in. Uh, the Grandmaster Inquisitor, along with a lot of the other mm-hmm. Jedi, are the Jedi Temple Guards, come in and they seem to like form a circle around yeah. them or something. It just stops. It's very visual storytelling. Well, and so not only that, physical, the Inquisitors but, see him and they're like, and they're like, what the what the heck, Grandmaster Inquisitor? Yeah, what? what's what? going on? Um, so they're just as confused and everything's falling apart. And Do then you guys have any theories on what is going on? Like the Grand Inquisitor obviously was a Jedi at some point. Was and he a and Jedi apparently, guard well, as well, I don't or? even know because he says he said he was on the council. If he correct, said, I don't know if he said he was on the council, but he said you are now what I once was. Okay, Jedi Knight. he might have said on the council. Okay, too, well, you, you, even if not, you know, does this say that maybe he came back to the light, or Possibly. I don't know. This, this this is a huge question. I mean, it really is. 
Does anybody um, remember what he said, the Crown Inquisitor said, right before he died? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I just saw the episode the other day, and I'm having trouble remembering it still, too. But he said something to Kanan around the lines of, you have no idea what the things that are in motion. You have no idea mm-hmm. what, what how much this isn't ending in this moment. And then he falls and dies. Yeah. And... I got to go back and watch it again so I have the actual concrete information in front of me. But it seems like maybe the Inquisitor had a larger plan than what, what he was currently in as, a, as an Inquisitor. Maybe he, he obviously came from another background as a Jedi Knight. Yes. Who knows? Maybe he was resurrected through the Force again or whatever. I, is he more like an apparition? Yeah. I, I mean, the real question is ultimately, was this the Force? Was it their mind? Or was these actual individuals visiting him? As far as Yoda, I'd have to believe that was Yoda. I mean, really, that was. That it was um, physically Yoda. Well, not physically, but visually. I yeah, mean, yeah. because... You I know, believe the same thing for Vader with Ahsoka. And, you know, and so if that is true, then Ahsoka connected to Vader. And Vader is either trying to find his humanity and talking to her, you know... Or he's just toying with her. I mean, really, that's the big question. It really seemed like it was a moment of, not closure, but it's like communicating with someone who's mm-hmm. wronged you after so long. And you've got every all these things that you want to say, but at the moment that it's happening, it's not coming out correctly. Or it's, You're right. It's, well, I mean, it, it, at this point, it's like, it's now, you know, now that everything's happened, is because now is he finding that, you know, Ahsoka's the problem now. Really because she left. Well, he just no, feels everything. betrayed by yeah. everyone he loves yeah. constantly. Yeah. Um, on Wikipedia, which okay. a lot of this is fan-based, um, it said that the Inquisitor actually was a Jedi who served as a guard in... Um, okay, so he was a temple guard. He then. was a temple guard, and then uh, later he fell to the dark side. Okay, well, then, so, he, yeah. then, then he's coming back full circle, so that's even better. Um, I mean, it's really cool the way they're spinning this around. It really is. Um, I really liked at the very end where, you know, Ahsoka turns, and then there's Yoda waving He just waves, her. and you it's know, just like, hello, old friend. It was like, oh, yeah, really Well, sweet. not only that, I think it's he's kind of saying, you're still one of us. Yep. Absolutely. You know, even though that's what I told him. Yeah, too. even saying. though you, you know, you, you left, you're still one of us. You're still fighting the fight, and that's I, kind. Of, and then she has that smile, like, you know, kind of like this huge burden was lifted off right. of her shoulders. Uh, Just a feeling of acceptance. Yeah. I think that maybe she was forgiven. Yeah, is what she's. Yeah, I think that's completely. Or maybe that like we still have your back, even though you yes. left. You know, because she I doesn't do anything wrong. I think she needed to forgive herself. I, that's exactly she what it is. Truly guilty. Yeah. She, she was a great she Jedi. Was finally, given that opportunity to forgive herself, when the master of all masters looks at you and says, "Good job." You know, we've still got your back. We're still yeah. here. We still see you. We still. I mean, how many? We see your heart. There you have know? been a lot of great Jedi's that have gone and they've come back. I mean, Jolie Bindo. Well, she says it in the episode is, too. She's one. like, when they're trying to open the temple, yeah. they're like, yeah, you have to open it with the Force as a Jedi. And she's like, you guys better do it because I'm not a Jedi anymore. I left. I'm a great Jedi. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. So she she knows this she, as yeah. well. She she's yeah identifying herself as that. You know, so, and it's it's really cool. I, I I like this because again, that's another thing from Kotor that's coming forward. Oh yeah, great Jedi, huge yes. in Kotor. Yeah. So a big thing that um I, I just watched the scene again on my phone okay. of the Inquisitor dying. His his words saying something along the lines of, uh, "You've no idea what you've unleashed here today. There are some things far fr- more frightening than death." And then he falls. Okay. So I don't know what 
that has to do with what we saw in the newest episode or with his history, but you, you know, there again, the emperor Vader, who knows? I mean, there's so much there. There really is. Could, which, could he have been maybe someone who was a Snape? who was a double agent in. That's what I was thinking immediately when it was that over. he was there maybe. keeping check and balance on the dark side so that, Someone Maybe. even more powerful and horrible he, he, didn't arise. You're right. He could be, you know, may, because he was a grand inquisitor, he was kind of keeping the other inquisitors right. in check. At the same time, pushing back against Vader and the Emperor, kind of being that checks and balance, not being too much. Right. And now that he's gone... Now, you know, maybe now it's the another emperor. professor in Hogwarts. That's a lot worse. than Well, <laughs> maybe not even that. The emperor's just not going to put another Grand Inquisitor and he's just going to let it, right. you know, or he's put Vader in charge of that. And maybe that or plays into have, some to other To be things. honest, I mean, the Inquisitors are extremely skilled. And if oh, yeah. they didn't have one in in the Empire, they kind of lose their protection. I mean, so, if, if I was powerful mm-hmm. and I knew there was this race of powerful people that could destroy me i would want their well, genocide what did what did um ahsoka say in the last episode she says because kanan comes up and says well we're gonna go out and try and hunt these guys down and then ahsoka steps forward and says well every time you know we've already seen that when we struck one down two more took his place are we going to double our enemies once again maybe that has something to do with it that now that he's gone they're, they're hydra more yeah hail hydra <laughs> and who knows if they're going to incorporate any okay. rebels, but hey what's yeah. going on Hi. snoke is still around somewhere in the background while all this you're is right going that on. is true and so is maz so i mean there's a lot of stuff going on now uh so correct me if i'm wrong let's see oh, we no okay so never mind <laughs> so mara jade was the emperor's hand uh, sorry yeah. i was, I was thinking, wondering if she was maybe a, an inquisitor but she's she the emperor's hand We'll see. I, I I I still think that 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 stone that is sitting straight up next to, to to Luke is probably her her grave. I hope so, but at the same time, it's on stack. It's like she was here, but she's dead already. Guys. Yeah, so we'll so. get a flashback scene or two with her, but that's so, about yep. it. Photos, yeah. But we um, still won't know. That's what's crazy about all the speculations. Like we won't know until it answers it for us. Correct. Like, we can guess at a million. But things, see, this but. is the kind of the cool thing is because they've got huge gaps. You know, they can use Rebels and Clone Wars to kind of weave a story to give us a full story. And that also, not only that, but it's also connecting things. We're seeing Darth Maul come up. And you kind of uh, picked up, you, you read a rumor or, or uh, something possible that's coming up that we're going to see. Yeah, with the next synopsis. So, and again, it is just semi-rumor, but it's also with the future Rebels episodes coming up. That Darth Maul wants to challenge Darth Vader oh, for supremacy of the Sith or whatever it was saying. And so it's like... It's Even apprentice against on. apprentice. Yeah, so, which would be epic. Well, what did he say and in that article? And they're both broken. And they're both broken apprentices, which is even better. What did it say in the article, McKay, about Darth Maul, the reason why he wanted to take down Darth Vader? Uh, wait, which thing? I don't remember. Well, I was just reading that he you, wanted... You handed it to me, and it said something along the lines of he felt like he was responsible for almost everything that happened to him. Uh, the Vader? Post, yeah, that Vader. Vader's presence is a big reason why... Uh, Darth Maul will never be what he wants to be. And so he takes on Darth Vader to, one, get back at the Emperor in some way, because the Emperor royally kicked his butt in the Clone Wars. And two, it'll prove to himself that he is still the the number one. See, this is the thing. Um, So in uh, Darth Plagueis, that book really kind of gives you a new insight on, on Darth Maul. Darth Maul is given to Palpatine as an infant. And he's raised by Palpatine pretty much to become 
a machine, a death machine. And so his whole existence is to be the greatest fighter. And he wants to he wants to be able to take out a Jedi Knight. And he's been able to slaughter them. Then he wants to take out a Jedi Master, which he's finally able to do with Qui-Gon. And then he's taken out by a Padawan. I mean, literally, but cut in half. Really. You're right. <laughs> you know, And so he still has this burning desire to be the greatest Sith warrior ever. Ever and that's been ingrained into him over and over and you know and then to come to find out that everything was unraveled by a child you know by Anakin and then Anakin blah 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 and Anakin blah 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 and now he's he's ba- the favorite Vader, child now. and he's now the favored child and so he's kind of like you know the the you know the firstborn son that's now been thrown off to the side because you know the ne- the third child or whatever number we want to so give Anakin violin, is so better future. and so so there's kind of that civil yeah. rivalry kind it, of going it on it says Maul wants to destroy Vader because of the effect that his death will have on Darth Sidious there we yeah. go yeah get so, back at Darth Sidious so it, it's it's killed the favored son to get back at the dad I mean that's really kind of the story there so, so it's really I know, cool I know we don't have a lot of time but I oh, wanted to touch on this out. I wanted to touch on this at least a little bit a new fan film just came out a couple of days ago called Darth Maul Apprentice. Oh my gosh, Apprentice. that's amazing. Amazing. How amazing was that? Darth Maul was Oh, it's amazing. The Jedi still... There were so many of them. Yeah. And one of them looked really cool, like a Sub-Zero-looking Mortal Kombat cool. dude. But oh, that was the only good semi-fake acting by the Jedi. But Darth Maul was sick. <laughs> he played it perfectly. Well, me and Jess were talking about this today, or yesterday when we watched it. What is unique about the way the the man who portrayed Darth Maul in this fan film, what did he do that was different than what we see in the movie, in the um, actual Star Wars movies? Well, for one, he he seemed to have a conscience. Like he, he was conflicted. He was a conflicted character. He wasn't... Um, you kind of see that last bit of humanity that's left in him, which I thought was really... Mm-hmm. It was a really beautiful take on his character. We're not going to spoil it for you, but... There is a little bit of humanity there. There is a little conflict, and it's it's really cool to watch, and well, it, it's it totally yeah. brings a whole new look at his character. Well, this is the thing I like that we've kind of been seeing. So with this, with Kylo Ren, with Anakin, um, even with Revan, going to the dark side is not like this pure path of evil. You know, it's conflicting. It's back and forth. I mean, even Revan went to the dark side for a good purpose. Uh, what do they say? It's stair- taking the stairs than, rather than the lift. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's many steps leading to e- Exactly. It. And so seeing kind of that conflict in Darth Maul makes it so that we can see the humanity in that character and like it even more instead of that he's just this pure evil machine. You know, and, and even Kylo Ren, even as much as we hate him for what he did in Force Awakens, you know, we could still kind of feel compassionate for the back and forth and the tug and go and oh, until that final moment, then we can just say, Mikhail looks like he wants to explode. See, that's yes, to go me. ahead. So when I was watching it with Jared and I was talking, that was one of the three things that I brought up that I did like. To me, we've gotten the inner conflict with Darth Vader and all the other. To mm-hmm. me, Darth Maul was always just pure evil. He was a guy that was simply built just to slay all the good. And so when I saw that, it bummed me out because I'm like, to me, Darth Maul is just a badass guy who wants to kill everything. Okay. He wouldn't have had that inner conflict because he's been raised that way yeah. since a child. But what if this is the reason why he's the way he came to be the way you like him? Like, I think everyone needs that moment where it's just like, this is who I am. I'm yeah. going to stick to it. Yeah, there's always a turn moment. There's always a pivotal moment. Yeah. Something that, that is that one thing that lets you grow into what you're supposed you know, to be or what even you're even though you're you know you're a child and you're lashed over and over and over by you know an abusive 
parent, let's throw that out, there's still a possibility they can come out and be an even better person than their parent and not go down that dark path. You know, even though, you know, Palpatine will say is that abusive parent because I don't see him any other way. There could have been a moment where he could have gone the other way, ran away and become an amazing Jedi and said... He went down the dark path. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it was a it, fan film, but yeah. that's what I didn't get either. With any of the other guy Jedi, he didn't seem to give two craps about. Mm. The only time he felt that inner turmoil was when he was looking at the girl both times. So I didn't. Maybe know it's because it she was the apprentice. Like, maybe I don't know. Maybe don't know. that's just bug me too. Maybe, like, it could be anything. Any it could have been. It could have been watching his sister die or his mother being yeah. slaughtered. I mean, it so could have been anything. I think the female part. His, a part his mother is it. a night sister, so yeah, I don't think that's happening. Sister, his <laughs> younger sister. No, no night sister. So, night sister. No, I'm saying yeah. her younger. His maybe he had a little sister. No, nope, he, he only had a brother. That's Savage. Sorry. But it's a fan film. You're so wrong. Okay. It could have been whatever it was. But, that, that's just but no, it, it could have been something. It could have been an apprentice. Maybe there was an attraction because he'd never really I, seen a woman before. That's what I would have been okay with if it was for that. But um, it was just yeah, weird. I don't know. But anyways, it was it was a great fan film. If it you was guys pretty cool. haven't seen it, go check it yes. out. Darth Maul, The Apprentice. Fantastic. Fantastic yep. fan film. And yes. we are out of time. We are out of time. And uh, for those of you... If you haven't, go pick up your tickets for Sully Comic Con Fan X. Go enjoy it. Even if it's just for a day, go geek out. Go nerd out. Whatever you want to do, we will be there. We'll be on panels. Yep. We'll be running around doing interviews and taking video and doing we'll all sorts of crazy stuff. Go check stupid. out our interview from Monday with Dan Farr. Yep. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good rad. stuff. And uh, if you don't know where, if you want to find us, uh, we're going to be with the Ghostbusters of Salt Lake. Uh, we'll be checking. We'll be there, and we'll have videos and stuff like that. So you might find. Who are you going to call? Yep. Check us out. Ghostbusters. All right. Until then, uh, we're out of here. Later, geeks. Suck Deadpool. Dead, Deadpool. Yeah. Hey, Dungeon Crawlers, it's Daniel here, and I have an amazing opportunity for you. We've recently teamed up with BattleBards, and because of that, you can now level up your games. That's right. If you are into role-playing, whether at D&D, Pathfinder, any type of fantasy setting, this is a great opportunity. Now, BattleBards, what they do is they provide sound effects and soundtracks that you can customize for your game. That's right. You can customize it for your game. So if you're running down a a creepy dark hallway in the Underdark and then you wander into a conclave of drow, uh, you know, that are torturing and killing people, every delicious moment is right there for you. So all you need to do is go to BattleBards.com, click in one of these three codes, either DCR1 or DCR2 or DCR3, and get some really cool bonus content for your purchases. So check it out, throw in those codes, and then level up your game. Until next time, we'll see ya. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things.